Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Okay. We're live. Good, good, good. All right. Welcome to the show. Happy Sunday to you. We're glad to have you aboard today. This is going to be a really great show for you. Uh, and we've got some announcements. We've got some news. We've got a really, I've got a really great message from God. But before we get into this, I need to bring her onto the show with her official introduction. She is the ranking member in the remnant of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And her name is Jesse Zaboder. Well, happy Sunday to you too, Jeff. I, I, I wasn't as excited about the, the remnant per se, but then you added the resurrection. So yeah, that, that, well, you are part of the remnant. <laughs> the remnant is also a good thing jesse that's right and you should explain for our audience how you came up with these or the gist behind all the titles that you come up with <laughs> well so typically they're tied into what i would consider to be what i want to feature in the show and today actually friday the lord dropped a scripture in my heart and it's been going and i didn't figure it out until this morning why and it's gonna knock your socks off yes i'm excited to get going well we'll we'll get going on that afterwards but listen in full transparency to the audience i want to start out with a confession and by the way remember this word it could be very important in the next couple weeks there's a little clue in there, and it'll tie in a little bit later. So I'm going to give you a confession about Friday's show. First of all, the way this show works is, you know, typically I kind of come up with an agenda. Jesse and I talk about it. We plot it out, and then we go ahead and proceed with the show. Uh, first thing in the morning, uh, Friday. So first of all, I was so excited Friday morning. I felt God gave me this big download and I was so pumped. And then kind of an emergency happened in my life that it was a fire that I had to deal with. Literally didn't even get it resolved by the time we went to air, not making excuses. But when, you know, when Jesse came on and we started our pre-show meeting, she said, so what do you got today, Jeff? And how did I answer Jesse? You said you had nothing. I, I was really shocked. <laughs> and and I had a ton of stuff lined up, but I had nothing because I really depend on the Lord to give me direction. I trust that inner voice. I trust things. And although I had this big download, I, we kind of went on the show and it wasn't, you know, what I'd can say directed by God. At least it, it was, it turns out, because... What this scripture today ties in and some of the stuff we're going to bring out today, Friday's show actually was led by the Lord and it was setting up today's show. How, in what way? So the Lord was kind of planning it ahead of time. I, I believe so, Jesse. It's all going to tie in because we, you know, normally I, well, you know, we have a lot of different stuff, but that we were flying by the seat of our pants. Let's just be honest. Yeah. We were flying by the seat of our pants and, and, uh, but yet 
we prayed right before we went on and we said, God, we don't know where this is going to go. Help us. <laughs> right. And, you know, a lot of the stories that I had prepped for that day, we didn't cover, but yet we covered a couple that turned out to be very key. And it's going to tie in to this show. And it was a setup of this show. For instance, that video, that was a last second decision about the three power centers, the right. Vatican, London, and DC. And there is some really breaking news that we want to get to concerning those three power centers and perhaps the opposition force that's going against London, the Vatican, and DC. So do you want to tell what uh, Kirsten W. reported? Yeah, so um, Kristen W. reported that um, it sounds like they're they're deploying troops over to Taiwan and that they're going to be taking head-to-head um, -head the CPP on in a nutshell. So, yeah. Yeah, essentially the fall of the CCP. And if, for this to really be a global plan, a global movement, that has to be part of the equation, but we don't know the timing. We don't know how it's going to do it. God prophesied through Kim Clement, through many others, that China was a big part of this and his voice was going to reach over China. Right now, it's not allowed by the CCP. So it has to be part of it. And, you know, I actually trust the intel from her on this because on Friday, the U.S. Army on their official so social media had posted that they were actually flying planes into mainland China. Now, it wasn't a big war operation. They didn't say we're going to war with China, but they said they're flying. U.S. military planes don't normally just fly into mainland China. Right. And there was some other, you know, I mean, I got some military intel too, or was seeing some different sources that were reporting the exact same thing. Yeah. And mm. when you look at, you know, in the, in the mainstream media, they're saying China is posturing to challenge Pedotis on the, uh, you know, with war because they're going to take over Taiwan. But yet the U.S. has been selling in the, over through DJT's administration arms, military, working very closely with Taiwan, working very closely with India, and India is also key in this. Prime Minister Modi, very, very key. Very large population of people. And, you know, and plus, the U.S. military has ramped up in the, you know, South China Sea, around the Philippines, all that area. Uh, they've got major aircraft, uh, striker battalions, aircraft carriers, and George Flynn's brother just got put in charge of that entire Asia-Pacific theater. Right. Pedotis yeah. wouldn't have made that appointment. Which is interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. So let's talk about the three powers that are opposing it. And this is something I've felt for years, to be honest. Uh, look. It's just speculation, but I believe that President Xi 
and Vladimir Putin are working with DJT. I do too. And, and we have to remember back on February 14th um, of this year that the three of them signed together uh, documentation that made each of their countries a republic. So that hasn't gone away. And then, you know, what else did we see G doing? Um, you know, there was a video made with him on a boat in front of the Statue of Liberty and reading or declaring, you know, their public republic rights. So, you know, all this is still part of the show or the play we got to keep remembering back, I think, to some of those things. And we really are watching a show. This is about waking up the masses and the masses are becoming awake. I would say, Jesse, that all the hard lifting is done. Mm -hmm. And this thing is actually done. It's just, you know, what's God's timing and revealing everything to everyone. Right. So, I would agree that. That is huge news uh, if it is true that the CCP is actually falling right now. And, and by the way, Vladimir Putin, you know, he's been very pro-Christian uh, religious freedoms. Uh, he's been against the human trafficking for the last couple of years. He has been demonstrating through his actions, look, do I think he's a good guy? No, he's probably got a lot of blood on his hands. But I don't think he wants to be ruled by the cabal. Right. And I mean, he's always put his voice out there for humanity's freedom, especially in his own country. He's been a huge advocate, you know, for children and women's rights, you know, against especially trafficking or, you know, he he is somebody who's religion, not just religion, core values, ethical, moral values are very important to Putin and you know, having safety for the children in his country. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, listen, God uses flawed people. But if you think about the three power structures of the enemy's camp, which is, again, London, Vatican, and UK, and that includes the financial structures and stuff like that, going with these three guys, that's a formidable force. You know, the amount of power that they have. Absolutely. So, and, and now there's, there's a couple other things I wanted to bring up just to, as we're going into the spike here. Um, actually, so I want to do this done in 30 thing that, uh, that General Flynn posted because the time was yesterday and it's worth mentioning. Hmm. And also 10 days of darkness is worth mentioning okay. as well. But one of the things I want to stress to the viewership, and this is just opinion, and I'm not going to name other shows, okay? However, when you're listening to other shows, as I do, and we probably listen to the same other voices that are out there, I, and I believe they tell a lot of truth. Uh, some of it is a little bit hard to fathom. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe everything I'm told. But the one thing that I am against that some of these bigger shows are doing, not all of them, you'll know the ones I'm talking about if you watch them, is just sit back, relax, and eat popcorn. Trust the plan. Yeah, trust the plan? Absolutely. But the plan is for people to awaken and to get involved. Right. 
you, you don't go into a battle sitting on your hands. You don't. And so anyone telling you that is misleading you and they're slowing down what God wants to do. This is in my humble opinion. I believe I'm going to prove that through scripture today with a really odd scripture to demonstrate this, by the way. Well, I'm excited for that. <laughs> All right. So let me get to a couple things first, and then we'll get to that because that's going to dominate the rest of the conversation when I get there. So let me just bring up something so I can read it uh, properly. All right. So General Flynn, 30 days just ago. Well, you're bringing that up. Oh, is there an issue or you need to say something, Jesse? Nope, go ahead. I think we both froze up there for a minute. Oh, okay. So General Flynn, 30 days ago, well, it says we're unstable. What's going on? Well, it's good now. General Flynn sent out a tweet and he was quoting George Washington. And it was on December 30th, he said, done in 30. So yesterday would have been the 30 days. And, you know, there's, uh, there's actually things on the cucumber board that support that. It says done in 30. There's a couple different places that it goes to. We don't need to focus on it, but done in 30. So that doesn't mean that the big reveal was going to be yesterday. That just means the heavy lifting is done. And I believe it is. All the signs are there that the heavy lifting is done. I believe we're going to go into the public part of the operation now. And I still 100% believe we're going to hear the emergency broadcast or whatever they're calling it now. So that is very interesting. I, I do as well. The other thing is this 10 days of darkness that has eluded, you know, the people decoding this for years. You know, what is it? Is it when Twitter shuts down? Is it when this happens? Is it when communications goes down? Well, we don't know. To be honest, you know, future proves past. But what we do know, uh, or what has been reported, I should say, is since the 21st of January, which would be 10 days ago today, the White House has been dark at night, like completely dark. It's a ghost town. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's stuff going on there. There's SUVs at the front gates. There's buses going in. There's weird, weird stuff happening. Yeah, we covered some of that weird stuff, you know, especially the buses and all of those things coming in well, it's completely dark. That's very unusual. <laughs> Highly unusual. So, you know, listen, was that the 10 days of darkness? I don't know. Maybe today, later on today, there's going to be a big reveal. I don't know. Maybe it's throughout the month of February. I, but, you know, definitely we've been seeing signs. Look, we've been given all kinds of stuff. There's been the Castle Rock decodes that have happened. A lot of other people have covered them, but, you know, Castle Rock all through the Cucumber Club. And when you look at Castle Rock, the entertainment company who owns the set of the Oval Office and things like that, uh, who's on their board? It's Steve Mnuchin 
and Steve Bannon. Right. <laughs> you know, probably, you know, Trump supporters, I would say. Oh, Jesse, did you freeze? What is going on with the internet today? All right, well, Jesse has frozen. Completely dark there. And it rebooted itself, which was highly unusual. Oh, it looks like we're back online. Yeah, I think so. All right. So the enemy doesn't want me to get to the scripture. So why don't I just get to this scripture? Sounds good. <laughs> because this is what I believe the enemy is afraid of. So I'm going to read quite a bit of this. So bear with me and then I will be quiet. Let Jesse give her thoughts on it. And then I'm going to continue with the scripture beyond that. So bear with me. It's a little bit long. It's from Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. He said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am Lord. So I prophesied as commanded and I was prophesying there was a noise, a rattling sound. The bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and the tendons in the flesh appeared on them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe. From the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it. 
declares the Lord. Hmm. Always so powerful. I love this passage. There's a lot of interesting things as you about that today that, you know, we know that not all of Israel's land is currently in their hands, that, you know, some of that is Muslim territory right now. Um, you know, so that's the first thing I think of is just that, you know, the Lord promised that entire land would belong to Israel. And that was their inheritance, their portion. Um, you know, but then you get the whole, uh, you know, what sticks out most to me in that are the words prophesied to the breath. And, you know, that goes all the way back to the very beginning, you know, the first chapter of Genesis that, you know, when God created the heavens, the earth, everything within them, everything was created through his breath. And, um, you know, that's where the life came from was through his speaking it into being. And I think we've talked a little bit about that quantum level that at a quantum level, you know, every word, every motion, everything has a vibration with it. And that that breath, you know, at a quantum level is entangling with everything. It's, you know, there's nothing that isn't connected to it. It's God in all, through all, with all. So it, it's very powerful. It is. And when we started the show, Jesse, I said, you know, what I don't like about some of these other shows is just sit back on your hands. Right. And so this is kind of how I'm tying it in. There, there's so much, and, you know, with scripture, you can go on just one single line and sit on it for a month and not be completely through it. That's the depth of the Lord. But you said something fairly interesting, Jesse, about creation, and, and I was thinking the same thing. So one of the things is, the way I look at it, and other people have shared this, of course, uh, I didn't originate it, but the Father is the author of creation. And it's the word that manifests the things in the physical. The word is Jesus Christ. And it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the triune God. So what's really interesting to me in this is a couple things. First of all, Israel, um, we can look at it as just literally geographical Israel. But there's also really, we're divided into two camps. The, what we'd call Egypt and Israel. And, you know, Egypt is kind of the unsaved and Israel is the saved. Do you agree with that so far, Jesse? I do. Okay. So when we talk about not sitting on our hands, and by the way, when you come up with a plan, there's an author, right? Right. So if there's a plan that we're supposed to trust, then we should trust the author of that plan. Who is the author of all plans supreme above everything? It's an obvious point. So in this, he's telling his servant, and by the way, if you follow God, uh, even if you don't follow God, you're his servant. <laughs> Just face it. He's sovereign. Uh, and sovereign is a very key word in this as well. 
but he commanded his servant to prophesy and he told him what the outcome was to be. So if we know this plan for our time today, the Lord is telling us to start to prophesy it. And that doesn't mean you have to go on TV and say, the Lord told me this and this is going to happen on February 5th or something like that. Don't be ridiculous. But by speaking the word as if you know the, in faith that it will come together, this is how we fight. Yeah, now that's that's very powerful. Um, I know when I, I think back to Abraham, that word that it says, you know, that Abraham believed it, it was accounted to him as faith. That word believe isn't just a mental state. You know, it doesn't mean that he just, you know, was like, okay, look, the Lord's going to keep his promise. First, it means that he carefully considered, you know, he, he thought about himself and Sarah that they were past childbearing age. And yet, even though, you know, scientifically in the physical world, it was absolutely impossible to even think that they would have a child that late in life, he still believed. But it went a step farther. Belief meant that he lived as though it already was true. That, you know, it wasn't that he was just like, you know, once I had this vision, I believe God will give me a child. No, he went out, he proclaimed, you know, the Lord is going to make me a mighty army. You know, I'm going to have children as many as the sand in the sea. I'm going to go out, go to this land. You know, he physically went to the land. The Lord told him he was going to give him. He hadn't, it hadn't even been conquered yet. You know, there were still giants and Canaanites living in there, but he moved there. You know, he took that active step of faith and he lived as though the promise was already fulfilled. And that is what faith is. Faith by definition is the belief in things yet unseen. Again, the spirit world is much more real than the physical world. That is something that really people need to get a grasp on. It is more real than this is here. And we need to go, and he's telling us, and, and this is some of the personal lesson he's teaching me over the last few weeks in particular, reinforcing the power we have in his name and who we are as sons and daughters of the King Most High. Right. As a son and a daughter of the King Most High, what must you do? You must serve to protect and extend the kingdom. Right. And, and live with you. There's that sense of confidence and authority. And you're, you have, you know, the full authority. It's submitted to whoever your father or the king is at the time. The same as in our regards, you know, our authority is submitted under Christ. But we have that authority to, to rule and to speak forth and to do, you know, what our father allows us to do. And what has God's promise for the USA and the world through these prophecies said? What's going to happen, Jesse? 
according to the prophecies. Well, are you talking out of revelations or which specific prophecy? Well, I think they, they both tie in. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure if you're going down the total utter destruction end or if you're oh, okay. so, for that. <laughs> yeah, so, well, you know, I'm going on what the prophesied words would be that, first of all, DJT would do two terms. There would be highly embarrassing moments for government officials. Uh, he is going to break it. We are going to have a great harvest. It doesn't mean the evil is going to be banished from the world because we know that the evil will rise. They're just going to look like they're really nice people for the next few years. Yeah, that's that's where I was going. I didn't know if you were going down yeah. the harvest that were promised before the end times, the end time tribulation. But so many scriptures speak of that. Micah 4 um, Isaiah, Jeremiah all talk about, you know, those who've been oppressed, those who have been afflicted, coming up out of the darkness and being set free. Amen. And it also, oh, the other interesting thing, it also talks about those particular individuals becoming a mighty army for the Lord. That's right. The shepherds of the sheeple army is rising. And by the way, it's not too late for you to join the Shepherd of the Sheeple Army. Simply send an email to writeonjeff at gmail. Tell me a little bit about yourself. It doesn't need to be a super long, in fact, please don't make it a super long uh, note because so many people have sent them. Send it. I'm going to forward them on to Terry, who will be reaching out to you. And we're getting organized from the top down. It's going to be awesome. Wait till you see what we have in store for this army. Wait <laughs> till you see what is coming. This is going to be good. So write on Jeff at gmail.com. All right. Now, also prophesied, Jesse. And this is why, like, Kim Clement is such an important prophet in modern history. The guy has been, like, it just, you could feel the spirit oozing from him. And he was truly one who wasn't afraid to go to war. He wasn't afraid of what people would tell him. And he said, you know, years before the DJT would become this, he, and by the way, other people have prophesied the same thing, but he also, we played it on the show. He prophesied of the two presidents right now. Got two presidents. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's looking like. We've got, you know, our military in operation, and it seems like Trump's right there next to him. And then we've got, you know, the Pedotis. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. And Pedotis is doing damage. And, you know, he's showing what the, uh, the agenda was, and they're trying to get it done in a couple months. You know, how quickly can you destroy a country and hand it over to the Chicoms? <laughs> you know, but, and listen, anyone who even voted, you know, the, the 10 people, 10 or 11 people that voted for Pedotus, uh, they've changed their minds now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, there might be still a few. We'll give them a little credit there. There might be a few who are still with him, but. Yeah, but they were promised a job, <laughs> you know, or, or, or bribes, kickbacks. Come on. No one with any <laughs> sense could be in that way. All right. So, Jesse, I want to continue because th this is what ties all this in. So I'm going to continue in Ezekiel 37. I'm going to skip a whole bunch of 
scriptures and jump down to verse 20. And it says this, hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves. They will no longer with idols or vile images or of any other offenses, for I will save them from their own sinful backsliding, and I will cleanse them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. And just one more. My servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. Powerful. Now, who did Kim Clement say this, uh, this person who was going to rise up would be? He'd be my David. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I'm telling one nation. Are we in a divided nation? Again, you know, Israel can be known as the Christians as well. You know, he's talking specifically about Israel there, but we know God's word is much bigger than that. Right. It can be reminiscent of the church as well as a whole, which would be, you know, all Jews, all Gentiles together as one. That's right. And, you know, there really is a separation in that. So, well, there is. And if we're going to have a great harvest, I expect it to be great. Right. Right. I think back to the book of Ruth on that, that, you know, when Ruth got to go in and glean behind the workers, says her apron was so full that, you know, Naomi was just like, what in the world? Where did you all go? Like she naturally assumed that Ruth had hit more than one field because it was just, you know, the amount of grain that she had was so abundant. And that was not just one day, you know, it was day after day after day that they had this, you know, indulgent overabundance. And I think that that's, you know, what it's going to be in. There are, there's so many scriptures like the mountains. If people study scriptures that talk about the mountains, um, it talks about the last days that in those days, the mountains will be filled with singing. And it talks about those who will come out of the darkness, out of the caves, out of the hidden areas, and they'll be on the mountaintop singing. And so, you know, really there's this beautiful picture of what this harvest is really going to be and what it's going to look like. It's going to look so great. And God's power is going to be overwhelming. Again, we're going back to the acts. This is the beginning of the new and, you know, probably final church before Jesus takes his throne in Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, the real Jesus when he comes back on the horse, not the fake guy they're going to prop up and have <laughs> the fake alien invasion and all that stuff to fool you. <laughs> We're going to continue on that subject later. But, you know, you just brought up, a, I love that story in Ruth. 
but as you were saying that, Jesse, I was reminded, and I don't have the exact scripture, but it's in all the gospels, is uh, when the disciples are fishing and they're not getting any fish, and Jesus goes, hey, throw the net to the other side, to the right side of the boat, <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden the net was filled. So we got to stop looking the wrong way. We have to start looking the right way. And that's what you need to go out. Like when you're out walking through your neighborhood, you know, just start proclaiming it. Just right. start proclaiming it. And by the way, all right. I, without giving a huge background, what I'm about to say could be taken the wrong way. So hear my heart on this. This is said with a humble heart. One of the things God showed me years ago, actually through a Jewish man who's an astrophysicist who actually doesn't really practice, he just practices it and kind of show the religion, but you know, he actually thinks he's God in many ways. But it was a really important lesson and it was so powerful. And so I happened to be on holidays with this man at the time we were down in Jamaica and uh, we're sitting having a cocktail and he says, Jeff, this is what I do. And he, by the way, hugely successful guy, hugely successful. This guy, you know, at one point in time had a real estate portfolio of over a billion dollars. So really, really smart guy. And he says, see, when I come to this hotel, as soon as I walk into this hotel, I say, this is my hotel. I claim it. And whenever I go anywhere, if it's a beautiful place, I claim it. I say, it's mine. And this guy's an unbeliever. I'm thinking, well, hold on. I'm the son of a king. This is in his kingdom. No, it's mine. And what happened on this trip in particular is it turned out we had a bit of a duo because I thought, okay, well, you're saying this and you're really an unbeliever, but I'm a believer. And we did this publicly. So all the friends and everyone saw it. I created an event that had never happened before at that hotel, and it was for everyone to see. Hmm. <laughs> and it, it just it it manifested because I claimed it was going to. So this is how powerful this prophesying and stuff is. Remember, if you're son and kings, go in there, start claiming territory, start taking it back. And listen, it doesn't mean they're going to hand over the ownership of whatever property, wherever you're going, but go there and say, I claim this for the kingdom. This is part of the kingdom now. Start proclaiming that. Take your ground. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, you know, I was thinking about that. I had gotten a discussion with somebody about um, the spiritual gifts of declaring and, and proclaiming. And those are disciplines that, you know, the church really doesn't teach and hasn't taught for generations. Declaring, you know, is pretty much you're speaking out what God has done. And proclaiming is, is you're speaking out what God will do as he's doing it, though it's got that constant present tense. So as you're speaking it, it's being accomplished or completed. Um so it's really interesting. There's a lot of scriptures on proclaiming and declaring. You know, I love that, how you made the differentiation there, Jesse. That is so good. Depending and, oh, wow. 
Wow. Well, it's interesting to see because, you know, all of these disciplines, usually they're, they are commanded in scripture. You know, when we even look through the Psalms, we have the commands right there. You know, what do the Psalms say? Proclaim the glory of the Lord. You know, we're, that's an outright action. It's not just that we're reading the Psalm and we're like, yes, the Lord has all this glory. You know, we're supposed to go out and proclaim it, proclaim his glory as we're out and about. And, and that's kind of, you know, I see, I don't know what to think about the gentleman, you know, but I can see that in action. Why is the sons of God, are we not going out everywhere that we go you know, and saying, you know, this ground is the Lord's and, and I'm proclaiming that. And, you know, I'm proclaiming that the Holy Spirit is going to fall on this place, that they're going to hear the word of God, that this will be a place set apart for the Lord. You know, everybody here will declare his glory and sing his praises Well, what was interesting about the perspective that I got from this particular gentleman, uh, and I don't want to name his name because I don't have permission to, uh, but listen, this guy was a physicist. This guy is brilliant. And he, uh, so he believed that everything was created in the spirit world. And he teaches, he backs us up with like heavy science about mass energy, space and time being subject to the spirit. Where he was wrong is he thinks he's, you know, God and we're all God sort of thing. And, you know, listen, that's his perspective. We've been praying for him. There's a whole bunch of us praying for this guy. We really love this man uh, in many ways. But uh, what was so interesting is just he had that perspective. And, And myself as a Christian, even studying stewardship all these years, it didn't click until that moment. So, you know, God sent this man into my life. Absolutely. And you've talked about that a little bit, you know, the power of, you know, manifesting things in the spirit first. And as it manifests in the spirit, it takes form in this physical world as well. Yeah, well, the the word manifest literally means it's already there. It's just you rip the cloth off and now you can see it, but it's already there because it has to be created in the spirit first. So when you're going in to your neighborhood, say, no, no, I claim this neighborhood. This neighborhood is now part of the kingdom. I claim it. Remember from the scripture, prophesy the Lord hath said. And by the way, I think it's safe to assume that the Lord wants your neighborhood. I believe he wants every neighborhood. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, you know, we're called to action and we're called to think in the big picture because God is a big picture. God, you know, if we get, you know, part of the, part of the struggle with Friday's show uh, is I didn't want to get into the weeds. You know, I'm watching the news. I've got all these articles I've got, and it's just people complaining. Like, and that's why I started out that show saying, you know, do we want to you know, just say how unfair it was, you know, the coverage and they're treating this guy different. And it's like, that's just, it's distraction. It's taking mm-hmm. our eye off the prize. It's absolutely right. And, and I think you're right. I mean, our main focus has to be, you know, who are we in Christ right now? 
you know, what has he given us the power, the authority, the divine right to do? And are we exercising our heavenly kingdom rights? We have all power and authority given by the Lord to exercise those rights here upon this earth. That's right. Except somehow we've been lulled to sleep and too many of us. And, you know, there's, we've just seen the weeping Jesus on the cross. That isn't God. That's something that happened in the flesh. Okay. But the earth shook. He went down to Hades. He right. rose and you, again. Exactly. And that was exactly where I was going with that. You know, the, the resurrection power. And that's where life is supposed to be, you know, lived. That Jesus isn't still dead. We've died with him. But then what happened? He's literally risen us to life and we have this new life. And it's not a life that leads to death. We've already experienced that. It's a life that goes on to eternal life that is never ending. And that's available to us right now. All right. You know what? Perfect segue, Jesse. Um, you were on a show, I guess it was yesterday. Well, yesterday it got posted, but it was the day before. And uh, one of the other shows you do, do is Aquarius Rising. Really like the show. Really, really like the show. And uh, and I particularly like this one. And you, you said I should watch it. And I did. Yeah. Um, so... It was uh, Pastor Dragon was the other guest. And Dragonfly, <laughs> Dragonfly sorry. Yep. Uh, actually, I guess the title and the on the it ran out of letters because it actually stopped the dragon. <laughs> but, That's too funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dragonfly, I stand corrected. But, uh, you know, you guys had a great conversation about the trafficking and things like that. But where the conversation went to was offense and defense. Yep. Tell, tell, tell us a little bit about that conversation. Yeah. So, well, I was trying to think back um, to what, to what Carmen had kind of been speaking about, but, you know, when we really got into the conversation, you know, it came down to the fact that we have an enemy who is having to go in the throne room every single day to ask for permission for everything that he wants to do. And so the question is, if the enemy is doing that, why are we as Christians not up there with him? You know, God's word says that we have the right to come boldly before the throne. We have the right to reason together with God. We have the right to bring petitions before him and to make specific requests. And so why are we not doing those things as the enemy is going up there? And um, so, you know, we brought out a lot of those aspects, you know, what would that look like, you know, even in this situation with trafficking, um, you know, the enemy is taking the children out of our community. And when those children are taken, you know, a lot of people will enter into prayer and say, you know, Lord, you know, we're asking you'll bring this child back safely. But it's like, why are we not going up, you know, into the heavenly courts and saying, Hey, Satan, you just took kids out of my community. I want them back. I want them back alive. I want them back unharmed. You know, this is not okay. And if you're going to, you know, 
end up taking their lives, then we want recompense for those children. We want to be paid back for the lives that you've taken double fold. And um, so that was, you know, really where we were going with that, that, you know, that's the type of authority that we have in Christ. And, you know, it, it's, it goes beyond trafficking. It goes beyond children. It goes, you know, to our family homes, it goes to our churches, it goes to our businesses, our communities, you know, are we tearing down those strongholds that the enemy has built and, and saying, Hey, it's not okay that you're exploiting women in our community through prostitution. I'm going to stand against that. You know, these women deserve better and, um, and proclaim it. Right. Proclaim it. That's but right. There, there was something really interesting you said, Jesse, and I want to just dive into it a little bit more because it was something that I had never heard before. And it was a different and even new level of authority. And you've mentioned it to me before, but it's really starting to sink in. Um, what did you call it? Essentially, you have a document up there. Oh, in the restraining order. Your restraining order. That's right. Tell um, us about that. Yeah, well, you know, in this war, the I get a lot of spiritual kickback. So, you know, as I'm warring, I always expect the enemy is going to come back and, and personally attack me, my family, my loved ones. He'll attack my finances. He'll attack my health. And so finally, you know, the one day I was just so sick and tired of it that, um, you know, with some prayer warriors, I went up and it was like, okay, I, I've had enough. I'm putting a restraining order up there in heaven. And it says, you know, Satan, you are not allowed to attack me to give me any kickback, to attack my finances, my health, my family, you know, my property. And if you do, then you will have to pay a price. And, you know, I'm going to ask the Lord to enforce that. And the Lord granted this restraining order. So it's, it's a standing order up there in the heavenlies. And so every time the enemy attacks, I go up there and I petition with the Lord and say, Lord, you granted this restraining order and the enemy has broken it. And now I'm asking for payback. And the specific payback that I've asked for is that every time he breaks that, that I get his generals. And I had to be very specific in that, you know, that, that I get them in good health, um, you know, ready to serve. So you know, the way that I specifically put it was I want to deliver to me on a silver platter in good health and ready to serve in God's army. So, you know, that's what I proclaim. And it's like, okay, Lord, you know, we're at the point now where it's like, you know, Lord, the enemy knows the restraining order and he's broken it many times. Not only that, he has failed to pay. And so now I'm asking the Lord, okay, Lord, will you enforce and make him pay up? And one of the ways you did that was by using his words. The yes. Lord's words. That's right. Um, you know, the enemy likes to, he'll stand on the grounds, you know, claim any little foothold he can. And that foothold usually comes through uncleanness. 
So, you know, it doesn't even have to specifically be anything unclean in my life. You know, it could be even as simple as I had somebody in my car who's not a Christian that I, you know, transported from one place to another. Well, because that person's not a Christian, now the enemy comes in with his little foot and is like, I can attack your vehicle. I can make it not work properly. You know, so he'll take that little foothold. But God's word says that the righteous inherit the land. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the confession. And a lot of these spiritual disciplines are actually our weapons of warfare. Um, You know, what does it say about confession? That if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That cleansing is vitally important because his word then says the righteous inherit the land. So that's how we come to, you know, in this fight against the enemy, when I'm reasoning with the Lord, you know, I say, okay, Lord, you have said that if I confess my sins, I'm righteous. Does that righteous just stick to me? No, it goes to all my land, all my property, all my house. Everything that is around me is then cleansed and righteous. And it's my inheritance and push the enemy back, get his foot off my property. You know, he has no right, no claim to it. And, you know, so I will take it to that extent. And, um, and I love how specific you are in it, because if you say things in general terms, it can be twisted. It cannot, it might not come out. It's not clear. It's there's gaps in it, but you're very specific and you're putting it up there. You're using God's word to do it because if it's his word, it's his will. That's right. Absolutely. Right? Yep. But there's an old saying. And these old sayings have a lot of merit. If you don't ask, you don't get. That's very true. And the Lord commands us to ask. So let's start proclaiming. Let's start proclaiming. We cannot sit on our hands and eat popcorn. That's right. You'd never mount a defensive unless you're planning an offense. Because if you're getting pushed back, if if you're in a fight and you're on your heels, the other guy's going to win. I'm just saying, you're going to, you're going to lose if you're on your heels, you never mount a defense without having planned an offense. And then what was it? I think it was on Friday's show, Jesse, I had mentioned that the Lord had kind of given me this thing about the, the Red Sea had already been opened. Okay. Duh. You know, it happened a few thousand years ago, you know, Uh, but what I when he when I got that word the sea had been parted that was just telling telling me listen this is already done in the spirit okay we haven't seen it you know in the physical but it's already done in the spirit I believe this with all my heart call me crazy I don't care I really don't but when I what he showed me again and just this morning I was reflecting on that and you know it looked like the Israelites were running from the Egyptians. They're scared for their lives. They had taken the gold, they had taken the treasure, everything, and then the army was pursuing them. 
but God was in charge. God is the author. God had the plan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these people are running through on dry ground, but were they running or were they following God's plan and leading the enemy into a trap? Yeah, exactly. With the selection that just happened, is DJT a coward? The swamp was too deep. I couldn't drain it. The clog, the drain was clogged. You know, it couldn't happen. I know you're going to come after my family. I know, but it's, you know, I'm going to walk away. You know, all these things. And, and listen, God has been so generous to us to give us the clues. If you have eyes to see, it's all there to see. There's been so many things that, that like, the, if you look, anyone looking with any bit of ability to see through things other than the MSM realizes they're not right. It's exactly. ridiculous. So it, it was DJT leading them into God's trap? I think so. Yeah. But we're promised it's going to be biblical either way. <laughs> yes, that's and I believe 100% it is. So, listen, Jesse, I got one more thing I just want to loosely cover, and then if you're okay, uh, we'll take a look at the uh, at the chat, and if there's you know just a couple comments or something that there's actually a couple things that came up that I thought were really cool. One person came on and said shalom. And I want to go remind me, Jesse, because, you know, I don't uh, multitask, but I want to get back to Shalom. But right. here's one one thing that I came across. Uh, and I want to thank Teresa for sending this uh, to me. Uh, it's a great article. And uh, and there's a website for it. Uh, the website is called the American State Assembly dot net. Um, and it's a special message from this person, Anna Vaughn writes. And. So I'm not going to read the entire article to you. Um, and I don't agree with everything in the article. I want to be very upfront about that. But at, this is a patriot who's at least putting together a plan. Now, I don't think that this plan is ready right now. Uh, just my personal opinion, if you'll read it, there's, a, there's some wording I disagree with. There's a whole bunch of stuff I disagree with in it. But I like the principle of it, and there's probably more in it that I do agree with. So I just want to start out uh, with the first couple bits here. Welcome to the American States Assembly. So this is a person, again, coming up with a plan to fight back. And it starts off with some pretty powerful statements. Your government is supposed to be staffed by you. Its decisions are supposed to be made by you. Its primary responsibility is to protect you and your property assets at all costs against all comers. That's why government exists. And why? And that is the reason for any other, that's the only reason for government to exist ever. But what if your government doesn't protect you? What if instead your government preys upon you, threatens you, harasses you and makes you miserable and fearful then something is terribly wrong six generations of americans have been preyed upon threatened and harassed by something posing as their government 
it isn't our government. It's a substitute government run by two federal subcontractors. And I could go on and on. So this goes on about the maritime law and stuff like that. And she's actually come up with a plan to take back the states and to register as a sovereign citizen. You know, I, I just, I love the idea of it. I don't think that that's the working plan that's in place by God the Father. It puts too much onus on us where I think we just need to really be proclaiming it. Yeah, she used a term in there that hasn't, I haven't heard for a very long time, but it was state's assembly. And that, that comes way back, or that goes way back. Before Reconstruction. Right, yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, you know, I, I don't think what's gonna happen next is, is revival. I think revival already happened. This is restoration. And yeah. it has to be restoration to go into the harvest. So, uh, but I just wanted to put out there, this is a person who's seeing the big picture. She's being very upfront. She came up with a detailed plan. It's a good plan. I just, you know, just my own personal feelings. You want to read it, go ahead. It's pretty long, but it's worth reading. But it's good to see and have a plan. So the plan is to get rid of this evil cabal it's to get rid of, you know, a government that is not representative of the people. Government is empowered by God to serve the people. Right. They have not served in any country, have not served the people for way too long. You know, don't forget this, this, the enemy's plan is, you know, at least, well, it's probably more like 7,000 years old at this point. You know, and we're just being woken up now. Why? Why, God? Because right. this is the generation he chose. Yep, this is the time of the harvest. We've got work to do. We have work to do. <laughs> so anyways, I think, you know, that I'll, unless you have something else to add, Jesse, we'll call it a show, maybe address the chat for a few minutes before we sign off. Yeah, I've been watching the chat all throughout. Um, you said you wanted You're to so talk talented. about the <laughs> Shalom. So I was shown by a Jewish guy, a, uh, there's a picture that represents the word Shalom. Are you familiar with this, Jesse? I don't know if I am. I don't think so. So there's a picture that represents the word Shalom. And what the picture is, it's the enemy laying on the ground with the Lord and the Lord's foot on his cheek with a sword to the enemy's neck. Hmm. And shalom means victory, but it doesn't mean through peaceful victory. It's victory through a battle. That's why the sword is there. And by the way, the sword is the word of God, mm -hmm. right? So right. that's where it, like this proclamation that we're talking about and the Valley of Dry Bones, and by the way, there's a lot of dry bones out there living today. They're dry. Mm -hmm. They have not been filled. That's the harvest. You know, that adds a whole new concept then to, you know, the, the passage in Philippians where it says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the shalom of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So imagine 
you know, like you're not anxious because now if I see God, you know, with his sword at the enemy's neck, every time I'm anxious, <laughs> you know, right. knowing that he's going to have that victory, that's a whole other picture. <laughs> that's right. And when, we, when people mock us and they will, okay, <laughs> you know, my <laughs> army's bigger than your laugh. army. Nicole Jeff. Just have the confidence. Have the confidence. If God is for you, who can be against you? God is for you. And uh, and by the way, if you're a non-believer and you're watching this, first of all, I'm surprised you've hung on this long. (laughs) But listen, it's available to you. It's super simple. Get down your knees, say and by the way, if you're not sure knock and the door will be answered if you seriously seek god in your heart just ask him and and you don't need me to preach you don't need jesse to preach you don't need anyone god is big enough and he can answer for himself and he will because he promises to just the only condition is you have to really search him out with sincerity in your heart just say god i'm i'm sincere i want to know if you're real he will reveal himself. That's his promise. Don't take my word for it. Hundreds of millions of people around the world have experienced it. And it is a supernatural power. If you've liked the supernatural in the past, you're going to love God's supernatural because it actually brings joy. Speaking of supernatural, there was someone who wrote a comment a couple episodes, Jesse, a couple episodes ago that has been playing with Kabbalah and stuff like that. And she goes, man, I didn't realize the damage I was doing in the spirit world. So wow. there are people who are listening to this that, yeah. you know, uh, that was such an amazing post. Yeah, that sounds like it. Oh, claim the school, the police department, city hall, grocery store, neighborhood, and the grid. It sits on the name of God and is part of the sacred kingdom. Amen, Virginia. All right. Would love a Bible study with you both when the time is right. Yes, um, when, when after we have the victory, uh, at least we cross certain milestones. I think Jesse and I would love to do that. In fact, we might do it beforehand. But you know, it's uh, right now we do, we we have to fight in this battle, and we're we're equipping you. It is an information war. It is absolutely. That's right. And we're always, you know, always needing that help. People getting, you know, the word out there, keep the videos going, keep passing it around on every platform. They're all getting majorly censored. So we need that word to just keep getting out there. That's right. And by the way, you can take the links to this, uh, you know, and if you're, if you're really smart and you want to be in the army, one of the things you can do is, for instance, on FB, Facebook, you can uh, go into groups, but you have to be a participating member. If you just join a group and then only post links, they're not going to like you. You have to participate, but get into a couple key groups that would like this type of information or or need to have the opposing information, at least, uh, you know, to go to battle and start posting it in there. If if you agree with uh, what, what's said on this broadcast. Right. 
Absolutely. Oh, well, true Kabbalah is a holy spiritual tool. False Kabbalah can be damaged to someone spiritually. Oh, that's an interesting one. I'll let you take that one, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's true. I mean, in its natural form and study, Kabbalah is just the study of, you know, the Hebrew language. Um, it goes deeper, you know, where you're looking at the how the letters are combined to create that word and um, you know, it's kind of like just digging into what the spirit of God has breathed into life through that word. Um, that's at its base core. Um, but the enemy's really taken Kabbalah and, and twisted so much out of it. So, well, all these spiritual laws are God's laws, they've just been yeah. perverted for the enemy's use, right? Yeah. Like the, the enemy always tries to twist God's word. Even when he was confronting Jesus on the hill, he was twisting yeah. his word and inverting it, right? He did, absolutely. And Jesus corrected him on some of that. He did. So. He did. Oh, I was surprised that Telegram censored this channel and I mentioned, but maybe the information was out too soon. Hence, yeah, listen, there's strange things going on. The fact that our stream was ended and came back up um, you know, it's like the enemy took it down, God put it back up. How did it reboot and reconnect? Like literally the window physically closed. It was gone. And then it came back up. It, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> it's just incredible. <laughs> Crazy. Incredible. Anyways, let's, um, let's close with this. Uh, we're going to have Tom back on on Tuesday. And then I'm going to schedule one with Tom to do a Q&A. Uh, we got to get to that soon. And then probably in the next two weeks or something like that, uh, I might make that a Podbean exclusive because we want you to go. And by the way, we always put the links to the show on Podbean and stuff like that. So you can just subscribe there. If you want to watch it on YouTube, that's great. Um, or click the link from Gab or wherever. But uh, it's important that you actually subscribe. Oh, and by the way, the video worked on the uh Podbean after we proclaimed it, Jesse. That's amazing. It was flawless, the second one. So, hey. I'm still proclaiming for this tooth to grow back here. So, amen. And I, I proclaim that along with you. Yeah, he's going to do a miracle with that. So, he is. And it's going to be because you've announced it, the world will be the witness of it. <laughs> Um, and again, uh, we're going to be planning our hundredth anniversary show. Look, when we're going to probably uh, next Sunday, we'll make the official announcement about the format uh, because we have a couple of things to work through. But it's a format that I don't think anyone else has done, at least not that I'm aware of. And it'll be well, I, I'll say this. We're planning to make it super interactive. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh we'll want to uh like i'll schedule it way in advance so you can tell your friends you can have them uh subscribe you know send out the links well in advance of it and uh it'll be a lot of fun and it's a good milestone it's good to celebrate milestones yeah that's going to be a fun one we're going to do all sorts of fun stuff with that that's right so we talked about proclaiming we talked about using the authority because god told you to 
We've talked about how to do it, how Jesse puts her restraining orders in the thing, but you can also put your claims in there. Why not? That's right. But and it's open to anybody, any Christian. So anybody can go up and, you know, that restraining order's up there. You're welcome to join in. <laughs> so. That's right. So shepherd of the sheeple army, you are the shepherds of the sheeple and people have to start becoming awake. You know, God's going to do his part. He'll, that part will be biblical. But, you know, it's, you're part of it. If you're a son or daughter of the king, you have to do the king's will. And he doesn't, and by the way, he doesn't hire or, or adopt perfect people. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Even in, in this, Isaiah 1, he says, I reared my children and they rebelled against me. So, you know, God's there, had some issues with his children for a long time. <laughs> there was a guy who wrote to me um, when I gave out the address for the shepherd of the sheep, and I'm not going to say what he, but he said, look, man, there, there's sin in my life. You know, there's, there's stuff going on and, you know, I'm, I'm praying one day God's going to cleanse me of it. <laughs> I just, I, and I, I haven't been responding one-on-one -on -one to most people. I just don't have time, uh, but we will, we're going to get more organized that way. But uh, I, I had to write this guy back. It's like, soldier up man you know don't wait till you're perfect <laughs> yeah because that isn't going to happen right you know <laughs> soldier up and by the way one of the things is a couple of things that he has issues with in his life are some of the things i have issues with <laughs> you know so and look i'm out here you know putting it all on the line doing this broadcast you know this is people around the world are watching it and we're being bold you know not not your typical show <laughs> no <laughs> not politically correct not. <laughs> and unafraid but jesse as we leave i want to make the reminder that there's four other things that i believe god has given us specifically for the shepherd of the sheeple army for you to do and i'm going to leave you with these four things in your action items number one love your God. Number two, love your family. Number three, really important, love your neighbor. And faith without works is as useless as a screen door on a submarine. So you must make a difference in your community. Amen to that. Right on radio. Right on radio.